Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so America's low IQ years, boy. What a bunch of freaking morons. In Brussels, some moron claiming he is the Islamic State shoots two Swedish people. Hey, moron, why are you shooting the Swedes? They're dressed in their Ikea color clothing. They're prancing around with the wooden shoes. Do they not have wooden shoes, Squirrel? Okay, they, may, they might not have wooden shoes. They're bothering nobody. And some moron yelling, Ali, Ali, oxen free. Aloha, snack bar. Shoots two Swedes for no reason. Turns out his name. Where do you hear his name there? Abdel Salami El Giuliani. If you drop the El Del Salami, yeah. he sounds like he grew up in Melrose Park. Let's just call him El Giuliani. El Giuliani shoots two innocent Swedes to appease his cowardly God that they made up 622 years after Christ died. They made the whole fracking thing up, crawls into the well, and that's why they dress the same as the 7th century. In the meantime, I have to pretend that these are legitimate human beings. Not! You're not. Sorry, you're just not. Catch up or get out of the way. Now, the ones who come here and keep up, good for you. Good for you. But don't don't beat your women. Don't mutilate the girls. And can we get them out of the beekeeper costumes? Maybe teach them how to read. What do you say? See, this is the whole thing you're all missing. The people who support you, for the most part, are people who are in on your scam. You see, the reason that the people were in prison wasn't the Israelis. It was because the government is the terrorist organization. That's why. That's why you don't have any car dealers. You don't have any quality of life. There's no heating and air conditioning places. There's no tuck pointing. There's no plumbing. It's just a theocracy where you walk around and you live to die. And see, that's the problem. And if we keep entertaining you, the next thing you know, that stupid spreads because stupid is contagious. What people are starting to see, at least in, in the occupation uh, of, of Palestine, is um, just an increasing crisis of humanitarian condition. And that, to me, is just where I tend to come from on this issue. You use the term the occupation of Palestine. Mm. What did oh. you mean by that? Oh, um, I think it, what I meant is like the, the settlements that are increasing in some of these areas and, and places where, um, where Palestinians are experiencing uh, difficulty in access to uh, their housing and homes. She's got a firm grasp of it, doesn't she? She's like the rest of the Hamas supporters claiming to be Palestinians. See, we know how it works. There is no Palestine. There's just a terrorist cell. And they infiltrate good people. And if the good people fight, they kill them. See, they were killing people left, right, and center. And that's the fact. In the meantime, I watch the ones here in our country, in the climate-controlled rooms, the ones who build a nice life for themselves, instead of trying to overthrow the terrorists 
They sympathize with them. They walk around. They abide by that nonsense. They can't pull their head out of their ass long enough to realize exactly what's going on there is because of the government of Hamas, no matter where it lies. And my other favorite part, just like that idiot from the PLO, Yasser Arafat, his family was in Paris, the entire country, four billion. He's got a billion and three in his checking account. The morons who are the upper echelon, they don't live there. (laughs) Hey, they don't live there. And who would? Where's the outcry? Entire families have been wiped out. Dozens of bodies under the rubble. By the way, prior to the invasion, how many homosexuals were murdered? How many homosexuals were murdered? What was the quality of life like? How many people who said, I don't think I like the idea you haven't had an election in two decades. How many got motzed? How many were in the prisons? But not you, you screaming Mimi and Evanston. You morphodite who have no idea what you're talking about. Just keep yelling, because you're proving your point. See, the real people are repulsed by you. Repulsed. You are repulsive. Your entire culture, repulsive and moronic. The Palestinian community is a community of love. The Palestinian community is a community of peace. Exciting and Yes, squirrel, because when I think about Palestine, when I think about those women getting beaten in their beekeeper costumes, homosexuals thrown off the roof, I think of love. It's like the love boat. you got to be freaking kidding me. This is repulsive. It's disgusting and it's despicable. And the actions of many are disgusting and despicable. Morons right here. Raised in the Chicago public school system, Illinoisans. Authorities believe the Israel-Hamas war has inspired a disturbing hate crime in suburban Chicago. A 71-year-old man is charged with stabbing a six-year-old boy to death and trying to kill the boy's mother. Police say the man... Now you take one look at this toothless son of a dog, and you understand he really doesn't have a grasp of the issues, but the media will not use it in the proper fashion. They're going to use it to conduct... To, to conduct an assassination of anybody who criticizes Hamas. That's the trickery here. It's actually beautiful. And that's why today what you saw on 60 Minutes last night is almost something to be admired. How we have not only an illegitimate president who usurped the office under very suspicious circumstances, and we can go into the release of the January 6th investigation that proves beyond the shadow of a doubt that is a government-infiltrated coup d'etat on American people by the bureaucracy that was released, the timing was terrible, on Saturday. But what Joe Biden did yesterday, absolutely and totally disgusting. There's limited fighting already on the northern Israeli border, and I wonder what is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't. Don't, don't, don't. Don't come across the border. Don't escalate this war. See, the reporter, Squirrel, has to talk because the guy who's supposed to be the president can't anymore. And they give you a disclosure that he slips into his, his stutter from what he had when he was a little kid because the dementia has eaten his brain to where in his mind he's 13 again. And you see, that's the other problem. And the reality is that we're, we, th- this imbecile should be removed tonight. Tonight. The idea that this country is strapped with this moron. Are you sure that you want to run again? Yes, because I'm sure, look, when I ran, I said, the world's at an inflection point. Now, Squirrel, 
This would be something if we were orderlies in an old people's home. And we were talking to somebody who had survived the World War II and the rest of it and just lived as a scallywag pimp. Let's say he was a lobbyist, not a politician. You'd listen to the stories and you'd say, okay, give this moron his apple cider and get the hell out of here. Give the applesauce and cranberry juice, whatever it is he drinks, make sure the diaper's clean, and let's go down break. In the meantime, that's not what we're watching here. And this is a reporter. And the reporter, instead of telling the people the truth, edited this. What you're looking at has been edited and combed over by professional propagandists, and this is the best you got? The world's changing, but we have an opportunity to make it. So imagine if we were able to succeed in getting the Middle East put in place where we have... We don't have to imagine. We can just remember and see the people who can read with an IQ over 60, the people who would never vote for a Democrat scumbag unless, of course, they were in on the money laundering scheme. And I'll get to Anthony Blinken later. We wouldn't tolerate you for one second, you moron. Normalization of relations. I think we can do that. Imagine what happens if we, in fact, unite all of Europe and Putin is finally put down where he cannot cause the kind of trouble he's been causing. We have Keep in mind, Squirrel, while he was running from parts unknown, someone's house, whatever the case is, some mansion on the ocean in Delaware, whatever it is, when he was doing he, he was touted as a foreign policy expert. When was there ever such a case? I mean, the only time we had any peace is after we annihilated everybody in World War II. You know, the way Israel's doing to Hamas right now today. Are the wars in Israel and Ukraine more than the United States can take on at the same time? We're the United States of America, for God's sake. First of all, this, is, this, this must be how the people who walk around and beat their wives, make their wives wear those costumes and think that they're going to live to die and some virgin comes out if they kill enough people. This must be how they think. Can you not see how you make our country look? You are, aside from being ridden in dementia, you are the most obvious asset. The most bribed politician this country's ever had in any place. And now you're going to tout some sense of patriotism? You are a disgrace to this nation. And those of us who make it go around are just waiting for you to go away. The most powerful nation in the history, not in the world, in the history of the world. And it's none of that is because of the government. None of it. What the government has done to this country, it's a miracle it still stands, even though it has been massively hamstrung by your corrupt, illegitimate administration. The history of the world. We can take care of both of these and still maintain our overall international defense. Is there anybody that believes that? Is there anybody that believes that? Of course you cannot. And the reality is, while that's going on, Mrs. Doubtfire, right alongside, is talking more and more about our economy as it is running on a pond... Ponzi scheme, where we're printing up money to pretend we have buyers for the debt she's printing up, ironically enough. Look, the American economy is doing extremely well. Um, Inflation has been high, and it's been a concern to households. It's come down considerably. At the same time, we have about the strongest labor market we've seen in 50 Then why? are 63% of Americans on welfare. You see, you cannot have a massively expanding welfare sector and a strong job market. They don't go together. What she's doing is lying to everyone's face. And to prove it, the the cherry on the bull dung Sunday by man hands, Mrs. Doubtfire Janet Yellen, was this one. 
I know you're not backing uh, a woman to be president in the next election because I know you'll be backing President Biden uh, loud, and, loud and clear. Does he still have the energy for another five years Absol- in the job? Absolutely. He's. Um... Well, he was just on 60 Minutes and he soiled his trousers in front of the world, you moron. Very involved, very um, vibrant. Um, is. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, exa- that's exactly how he's been described for the last two years. Extremely vibrant. I like when he's eating a stage in front of a ceremony or tripping upstairs twice, which is virtually impossible. But when you take a look at who's around him, he may be the pick of the litter. I want to play you some remarks that you made just eight days before the attack and get your reaction on the other side. The Middle East region is quieter today than it has been in two decades. Now, challenges remain. Iran's nuclear weapons program, the tensions between Israelis and Palestinians. But the amount of time that I have to spend on crisis and conflict in the Middle East today compared to any of my predecessors going back to 9-11 is significantly reduced. So the 1,500 Jews that were killed, the kids that were kidnapped, the good news is Jake Sullivan doesn't have to spend a lot of time on it. So that's quiet. This is what it looks like when you lower your standards so low you're willing to vote for Democrats or accept their positions in power. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel. This is all about the fracking money. Palestinian oligarchs in their pretend costumes. I wonder when they have the hookers come over to their houses, you know, outside of Palestine, because none of the upper echelon of Hamas live there. I wonder, do they wear those, uh, those costumes like they're trading camels back in the 7th century again? Do they wear the dresses and whatnot? Something tells me they don't. Something tells me they dress like uh, all of the Ukrainian wives in Paris. I think they're all dolled up. There may even be some cologne involved. In the meantime, they're not fooling me one iota. How many times Israel have committed war crimes right live on your own cameras? Do you start by asking them to condemn themselves? Have you? You don't. You don't. No, no. I Fast talking, is he? He was all dolled up, too. $6,000 suit. See, he doesn't live there either. This is how they talk as they rob and rape the people, their own people, murder their own people. The reason it's so bad isn't because of his Israel. The reason it's so bad is they got themselves a cult. It's an absolute fracking cult of stupidity and insanity. And it's destroyed the lives of everywhere it's touched. And what it does is such wonderful things of love, like kill those two Swedish people who were on vacation in Brussels, because ironically enough, they were fleeing their own infiltrated Sweden. Sweden is struggling to accommodate 165,000 people who have applied for asylum there amid the refugee crisis. That's from five years ago, Squirrel, actually six. And that was the refugee problem back then in the Middle East. And Sweden said, come on in. Well, how's it working? Now in a... In Sweden, a woman has died after what police believe may be the latest in a series of explosions linked to a gang war. It happened in the residential area in Fulure, north of the city of Uppsala. Investigators say the 25-year-old victim was a neighbor of the targeted premises and had no criminal links. Several other people were injured in two other blasts across the country, one in the south and one in a suburb of Stockholm. It's like America. The refugees come in, the illegal immigrants, whatever you want to call them, and they're 
really survive in the street gang life, and they destroy the quality of life of everywhere they live or touch. A deadly gang war is being waged on Sweden's streets, and the country's police, said Prime Minister Ulf Christensen, are overwhelmed. It is time, he said, to summon military support. We have an increased level of terror right now in Sweden. The police cannot do all the work against crime themselves. The armed forces have special abilities to support the police within the current law, such as... Love, squirrel. Religion of love. Refugees that had a quality of life to anywhere they go. It's absolutely fantastic. Can't wait to see how it ends in Chicago. I'm sure it's going to be splendid. Bob, Crown Point, Indiana. Good. Hello, Sean. How are you? Splendid. I got to say this about all these protesters in this country supporting Hamas. They're American citizens, I presume, that are doing the supporting for Hamas. They're supporting them even if they killed fellow Americans. Nobody brings that up. Well, come on, Bob. You you remember you remember right before World War II how the Nazis sold out Madison Square Garden. You remember in yes. the sewer once great city sewer soon after the the Communist Party put up shop in Chicago. Come on, brother. They've always been among us. They're called sloths, or you can call them Democrats. Thank you very much, Glenn in Oakbrook. Yeah, hey Sean. So remember, our strategic oil reserve has been depleted quite a bit. Yeah, winter is coming. Mm-hmm. And all and and you know um, these. Oh, that was a Game of the Thrones. Terrorists. You, I felt like Game of Thrones. Say it again. Winter is coming. Say it again. Winter is coming, and these people worship death. They don't yeah. think like us. They think differently, and they worship death. Yeah. Well, come down here. They're awful quiet down here. Of course, you got a bunch of nuts driving around with axes. Thank you very much, uh, Eduardo, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Sean, Mr. Uh, Sheriff Salazar yesterday on 60 Minutes, the other uh, segment over there, complaining about Mr. DeSantis and Abbott. But I need to remind him that other states like Colorado and Iowa and other states are sending them too. Mr. Biden, when he was vice president, was sending him over when Obama was president. So that guy's You'll have a to forgive private. the sheriff, Eduardo. They're Democrats. He yeah. didn't know what the word sanctuary meant. He's learning, and he still is having a hard time figuring it out. So much like he did in school, he's blaming everybody else for his big fat F. Thank you very much. These are truly morons. Really. Every freaking one of them, except the ones who are in on the scam, Squirrel. Oh, because when you're in on this scam, you're not talking millions anymore, kid. You're talking billions. On November 18th of this year... A new company was listed on the New York Stock Exchange. It's called Pine Island Acquisitions. It's a small company by most measures, but it's a mighty company when it comes to political connections in Washington, D.C. Pine Island Acquisition is an offshoot of something called Pine Island Capital that works in the financial sector and primarily focuses on national security-related companies in the defense space. It was launched by a couple of individuals who were politically connected, and they gathered friends and acquaintances, many of them at the highest levels of Washington politics. This is a company that openly touts its relationship with Joe Biden. One partner is Tony Blinken, who is Biden's nominee for the Secretary of State. And one of its D.C. partners, General Lloyd Austin, is the nominee for the Secretary of Defense. And the way that they keep their checks flowing is they don't call themselves lobbyists because that would be illegal. So what they are to this day to this company are consultants and they still get checks. You see, they make money 
when things are worse. They seize power when everything is bad in the economy. They get to lie and stand there and destroy and backdoor nationalize our country because we allowed them to steal an election they never won, the crooked bastards. Uh, Georgia Naperville. Sean, because Biden is so vibrant, do you think he'll be picked up as a spokesperson? Yeah. I think the reason he's so vibrant explains that look on Jill's face, the poor thing. If she could just get off the dry cycle of her machine. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, is, how you doing? How was it, might be, it was fantastic. It might be the spin cycle. Go ahead. <laughs> what I wanted to say is uh, there's probably 70-plus uh, percent of Jewish people that vote Democratic. Now, I'm just wondering, are they going to continue to vote Democratic Knowing that the government. Well, maybe it's like people, Chicago. People maybe it's like uh, Chicago, where they're they, they're they're making money on the transactions, they're making money on the failure. You know, because if it's in Chicago, you want to be on the inside of that money hustle. They charge uh, the people who are in control of the speculation or the assets of the pension, regardless of performance. The pensions get paid. They charge that system four times what they would charge on the side. That's just the pension system. Then you got the real estate lawyers. <laughs> lot of real estate lawyers, all Democrats, regardless of religion, all Democrats, making a fortune. The people who own the property, losing their ass. The insiders who are dishing off tax, tax auction property to the Table of Wisdom LLC, headed up by Ed Burke under indictment. When's his court date, Squirrel? Never? Okay. They're making a fortune. See, this is the year of the scumbag. The four years that Joe Biden's in office, the scumbags will make billions. So you have two advisors from this small company that are going to be in Joe Biden's cabinet. Now, in the literature that it gave to potential investors, Pine Island talks about its leadership team that has, quote, extensive access in Washington, D.C. See, it's like Chicago. It's open and notorious thievery. It's a mafia, not a political party. Now it's time to tear it down. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Not Suzanne Summers, squirrel. Not Suzanne. I think in the eighth grade I had a pillow named Suzanne Summers. Hey, does Hamas have a version of Suzanne Summers? What's a Hamas swimsuit calendar look like? You think it's just the suicide bomb thong or the vests? Very sophisticated. Oh, yeah, you're a victim. You're a victim, all right. They're victims. Sure you are. Nancy, Juliet. <laughs> Sean, you're killing me. Yeah, there's a, there's a Hamas Suzanne Summers out there. Very sexy. Now, put on that beekeeper costume and don't look anybody in the eye. It's a religion of peace and love. Get the hell out of here. You know, they, they, they pay um, uh, Beyonce and all them to come over there and do shows for them. Yeah, really? But uh, anyway. Well, what kind of burka does Beyonce have to put on? It has to be a car cover. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say about about um, Biden over there. Does anybody not realize that this guy is constantly walking around doing the hell ball shuffle? Oh, please. He's, you can't figure out. This is a fracking money scam. These crooked jerk-offs never made more money ever in the world. They're stealing yeah. trillions. Every policy yeah. is a fracking scam. Everyone. You know, I'm listening to this Ford nonsense. Do you realize how many guys have been fired? 
You have any idea how many guys in Chicago got fired? Oh, you want to go on strike? Okay, we'll fire 12,000 of you. Now what? They can't figure out that there's only so much money. And if I have to give some more, I'll just cut the pie down. They can't figure it out. You know why? Morons. For the same reason they can't mm-hmm. figure out Sean Fain makes 800000 a year. You think he gives a rip if you get fired? Yeah. They love that. They yeah. stole the UAW yeah. half-assed gangsters called their union. Stole $78 million in 12 years. They can't find the money. And the UAW guy goes, okay, you're my guy. I'm so sick of putting up with these morons. I figured out a way, Nancy, to separate. We'll call them Democrat states and non-dummy states. What do you think, Squirrel? I think it works. Jim and Lyle. Sean, I thought I was up to date with all the scandals, but the recent Iranian-Chinese agreement to produce (laughs) energy from the CEF, the Chinese energy company, which is part of one of the companies that Hunter's, Hunter is involved Dude, in. Dude, come on. They're setting the price. They're setting the price. Yeah. They're laying, they've been laying the groundwork since Barack Obama was a state senator. Laying the groundwork. First of all, they've been infiltrated our, our government since Dianne Feinstein could do a jumping jack, the rat bastards. They bought everybody. They've been operating under favored nation status. And you can't hear a Republican talk about, you want to, you want to go to competition with China? Okay. You're not a favored nation anymore. Now let's get game on, but they can't do it. Right. They can't I mean, think because they're bribed, bribed. They're doing it right under our noses. It's just unreal. Jim, the clip I'm playing for you. The clip I'm playing about Pine Island acquisitions. By the way, the company all of a sudden removed stock four months ago. Not, not, now we're buying our stock back because the, it's an inside game. It's right in front of our face. I played on Friday, John Boehner. You think the Republicans are opposed to this? They love it. They want in on all this bull dunk. They're stealing billions. They're like Sean Fain. And nobody asks why or how or where the money is. That's why there are no political policies. There's just backdoor nationalization of businesses and sectors of our economy, and then the politically connected steal it, like Hamas. The only difference is we have more than those morphodites buying strippers in Paris. Thank you very much. They're very religious, world. You ever see a couple of uh, Muslim guys in a, in a strip joint? Whew. Religious isn't the word that comes to mind. Particularly in the defense sector. According to its pre-IPO filing published in September, Pine Island laid out those connections and talked about how it was, quote, uniquely positioned to capitalize, end quote. And bo- so now they got a front business. Now the business acts like an actual business. It gets all of the favoritism out of nowhere. Didn't exist before Joe Biden stole the office and the people were, were, were victims of a coup d'etat of January 6th. The, the company didn't exist. Then all of a sudden, boom, and next thing you know, they get billions of dollars of contracts. Sounds like something a Chicago Democrat would do, doesn't it, Squirrel? Well, tonight, NBC5 Investigates has uncovered more records showing just how costly the migrant crisis has been on Chicago taxpayers. Yeah, the new records we obtained account for just a fraction of the more than $60 million that's gone to a single company. Here's NBC5's Investigates, Bennett Haverly. Now, by the way, the information you're going to hear. It's from the springtime. Springtime, that funny little ringtime. These crooked bastards have been stealing for decades. They got the perfect scam now. And now one company, one dirty, crooked Democrat donor, I believe it's called campaign contribution squirrel. That's the way you legally bribe contracts. It's phenomenal. One company gets 60 million that we know of. Listen to how they spread it around. 
Not a lot. Evrod and Regina, we've obtained four weeks worth of invoices for hundreds of employees working inside the city's migrant shelters. But we had to fight to get them. The city initially denied our request for the invoices that now provide new insight into where that money has... Now, why would you deny it? Hey, hey, jerk. Hey, you moron in the $6,000 suit, bust out. Couldn't pay for your frecking water bill, you bust out. I'm talking to you. Show it to me now. I mean, who do these idiots think they are? Float. Invoices show staffing the migrant shelters cost Chicago taxpayers more than $7.2 million during a four-week period this spring. So where did that money go? As we previously reported, Favorite Healthcare Staffing holds the contract to staff the migrant shelters and billed the city $20,000 for a single nurse during one week last December. The new invoices show despite hourly rates being reduced this spring, Favorite still billed the city for more than $16,000 for that same nurse to work seven days in April. See, now what you do, Squirrel, is you get this company's name and you find out every crooked morphodite that it gave a campaign contribution to. And I'll bet you, Squirrel, just a sneaky suspicion, because I watched a lot of Columbos when I was a kid. I'll bet you every one of those rat bastards that got the money, they okayed the money going to the company. You want to bet? Ooh, I couldn't figure that out. You Democrats are way too smart for me. All told, in the four weeks we examined, Favorite charged more than $64,000 for the services of one nurse. One nurse, 64 grand. She must be in the UAW. Or is it the SEIU? It's a freaking scam right in front of everybody's eyes. It's called Chicago. Or just Democrats. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Not Chrissy! Damn it! I'm telling you, Squirrel, the Hamas version of three is company. Sure, it's three guys. You know, they can't live with women that they're not married to. And sure, if anybody takes a shower in front of another one, you have to throw them off of a roof. But you should see their version of Chrissy. It's a blonde guy. Oh, very sexy. Uh, just like their swimsuit edition. In the meantime, thanks to Peter Schweitzer, we now understand why the chaos is exactly what this corrupt political who are an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, some refer to as president, I just like dimwit in diapers, is making a fortune. Boy, is it. When you've got the ear of the incoming secretary of state and of the incoming secretary of defense, as well as the legions of other ties that you have on Capitol Hill, it doesn't get much better than that. So that's why when they ask the dimwit in diapers, can America afford... To support both? Absolutely. I got a new mansion on the ocean to buy, but don't forget about that climate change. She's horizon, and I keep buying. Tom, Blue Island. Hey, Sean, dittos. Hey, from the uh, file of You Can't Make This Up, uh, the news reported at 4.30 that Brandon Johnson's going down to the border. He actually canceled that, Ooh. and he canceled Diverted that. Diverted to Vegas adventure. instead? Uh, uh, he could be, but yeah. wait till you get this. Uh-huh. That adventure is now going to his deputy mayor, whose name is Ponce de Leon. Beatrice Ponce de Leon is going on that adventure instead of old boy Brandon. Please tell me that's a made-up name. Is that a real name? Something else. What? 
Something tells me she didn't find the fountain of youth, although is it a woman? I can't. I, what the hell do I know anymore? Here's what I do know. They're making an absolute fortune. What a scam this is. He was working at this YMCA hybrid shelter, and he wasn't alone. Our analysis of more than 400 favorite staffing employee invoices shows even the lowest paid staff rates were $50 an hour. The most expensive, 156 before overtime. That means in a year... What is Why don't we kill two birds in one stone? Not that the Ford plants aren't going to be operational and Ford's going to close them. Let's put the migrants in there and we could have the UAW guys watch them and change their diaper and whatnot. Two birds in one stone. Sea squirrel, even with a bad hand, you can make the best of it. Uh, Greg in LaGrange. Hey, Sean. How are you? Wonderful. Well, now that we know that the mayor of Chicago is not going down there, I would question why anybody <laughs> has to go down there. Because he's, he's going to Rivers. He's got a big windfall. He's got a big month. He's going to Rivers. Go ahead. Why go to the border crisis when the border crisis is coming to you? Yeah, and there's no need to go to the, Right, absolutely. And one thing we know, and I'm, I'm, I'm guaranteeing it, is that when, this, when push comes to shove and you have a humanitarian crisis, and let's not forget that this is really a humanitarian crisis, yeah. they are going to use eminent domain to put people wherever they want to put them. Well, first of all, that's why I didn't have this story. They're going to give him 9000 per illegal alien. Where do you think they're going to go? They're going to go in Tony Resco's ghettos, the slums of the connected. They'll get the checks deposited right to them, and no one will give a rip, and the Sinaloa cartel will expand its footprint even more. By the way, Greg, the Sinaloa has bragged about owning uh, the president of Mexico for $100 million. What do you think a Chicago moron Democrat mayor goes for? About sixty-five, seventy-five thousand. Thank you very much. That's all he's worth, a bust-out. Lemo, Chris. Yo, Sean, you got it all wrong, brother. The Hamas version of Suzanne Summers is a goat with a blonde wig. Fair enough. Fair enough. You got me. Well, there is the bell. <laughs> Nothing sexier than a bell. You, you play that bell, you might calm down somebody's protests and whatnot. Greg in Whiting, Indiana. Craig. Sean, thanks for taking my call. Hey, real quick, uh, could you give a shout-out to my nephew? He's a vet. Did two yes. tours in Iraq. Saw some really bad, terrible stuff. I turn him on to you. He listens to you every day on the podcast. Could you give him a shout-out, please? Not only will I give him a shout-out. What's he first? Give me his name. What's his name? Ryan Stifler. Ryan Stifler. God, that sounds familiar. Yes, Ryan sir. Stifler. Yeah, right, he saw you tell, some bad stuff in Iraq. You tell Ryan Stifler. We're going to hook him up a little bit. I'm going to uh, put you on hold. You give us the number. We're going to get him a shirt. We're going to get him some bone frog coffee. We'll set him all up, all right? Thank you, Oh, baby. you're awesome. Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you, brother. Right. I appreciate that. Hold on one second. When I get back, I've got a great guest for you, and we've, we're going to dive into this just a little bit more because this is something that when Chicago News plays it, it's so obvious you offended the propagandists. That's what we're listening to. Here's time. Favorite could have potentially charged the city six-figure salaries for employees working inside the shelters. I told you favorites should have been gone. They have not set the standards for what we do in our city. The costs have led to criticism. Because in Alderman Jeanette Taylor's ward. That was an alderman? You had to see the video and take a look at the costume of Jeanette. And you'll actually be thankful things are only this bad. Staffing invoices for the shelter at the former Wadsworth School totaled $1.4 million for the four weeks we looked at. At the end of Chicago, the city's largest shelter with more than 1,500 migrants, the total was $1.6 million. At the Social Club's shelter in the Loop, $1.2. The mayor's office has noted... Fa- more than 50% goes to the insiders called staff. 
they're making a franken fortune. They love this issue. They love the problem. That's why they create it. They profit from the collapse. This is what you're living, what we are living through, are not just American Dark Ages. It's the controlled demolition of our principles. That's why everywhere these rats rule, I don't care if it's a city, a small town, from a small town to a big county to a state to the country, when the Democrat mafia is in power, the only thing that moves smoothly is political thievery. These are policy profiteers, and every policy they have is a scam and a fraud and an inside Ponzi scheme. They have no new ideas. They found a way to make a fortune selling utopian Marxism. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. When I saw that I had the opportunity to talk to my next guest, I've been excited ever since, because I, I, I've been listening, reading, and watching him my whole life. I've been a political junkie since Nixon said he wasn't a crook, and I know he was. But what I loved about him, watching him and reading him, is that he reported the way reporting is supposed to be, from the principle of Americanism. He was willing to criticize everybody because he stood for a principle. You see, the reason is he started working at 16. See how much can be accomplished without TikTok or Instagram? At 16, he starts working as a journalist. He lasted for 50 years. Now he's got a new book called A Watchman in the Night, what I've seen over 50 years of reporting in America. He is Cal Thomas. Mr. Thomas, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Well, thank you, Sean. Very nice. I hope I'm known not for not just uh, criticizing, but also emphasizing and supporting the values that have proved true and workable in this country since its founding. But I, I get to, your message. <laughs> I used to love. I used to love when I would watch you later in in your career with Bob Beckel, and I would find it very entertaining because even Bob Beckel, when I disagreed with him, I didn't think he was anti-American principle. I thought he came from a place. But then again. I realized I'm from Chicago, and this is where the Democrat mafia was built. This is where they perfected organized crime tactics that Harry Reid really exemplified and built on. So you, you saw it all. So tell me a little bit about when you feel the trajectory of that Chicago gangster government style really took over the nation. Well, we've always had conflict in our country since the American Revolution. And I think social media and some uh, cable uh, networks have exacerbated it for ratings and politicians for fundraising. But I think things really begun to go south uh, during the Vietnam War and Watergate, which followed. Uh, skepticism became cynicism, and that's always very, very bad. People felt they couldn't trust their political leadership anymore because they've been lied to. And then with uh, social media promoting these divisions and people fundraising off of them, it's become even worse. There are no personal relationships, or very few anyway, in Washington anymore. When I was growing up, and I'm a native Washingtonian, there were uh, social uh, events uh, uh, promoted by mostly uh, uh, women 
who were socialites in Washington and would bring together Republicans and Democrats so they wouldn't see each other as enemies, but political adversaries is a big difference. But now uh, we, you know, we see each other as enemies instead. You mentioned my friend, the late Bob Beckel. I mean, he, his father and my father were both in World War II. They weren't fighting uh, for or against Franklin Roosevelt. They were fighting to preserve an American ideal. And I think that's a big difference from what we have today. There was something interesting that happened. And I'm, I keep in mind, I'm born in 1967, but I was very in tune with the Vietnam era disgust and frustration because I had a member of my family killed there uh, at 18 years old. So it, it, it affected everything, right? It affected the way you looked at things. And I came from a legacy of people who fought in World War II, like your father. And um, what we saw there was, was criticism, but in a way, only by a few, was anti-Americanism. So I like the idea that we live in a country we can criticize the policies and point out the corruption. But there used to be a common ground where everyone would say, this is a lie. Here we are in the year 2023. We've devolved to where we can't identify the lie. And to me, the lie is the Biden administration policies, the policies of pay-to-play corruption that destroyed my once great city, Chicago, and everywhere it touches. And I'm wondering if you have optimism in the future, because there are so many victims of political corruption. I'm hoping we can stop our government before it turns into an oligarchy that really controls every industry and sector. Well, Sean, ultimately, it's up to the voters. You know, we get the leadership we deserve. We still have a country in which we can select our leaders. And as you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Uh, look at look at the kinds of people who are running for office. The, the polls show that even though every uh, huge majority of Americans are against Biden and Trump, uh, the rematch still as a, you know, a huge number of Americans are voting for each side. It's just crazy. It makes no sense. And if yeah. you continue to do this, you're going to get, you know, you mentioned Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, all these major cities run by Democrats. They all have these woke prosecutors who will not prosecute or and let people out on no cash bail. And uh, they, they commit new crimes. But if you continue to vote for them, you're going to get the same thing. Your mayor in Chicago now is more liberal than the previous one. Uh, yeah. He's a mess. But yeah, why, they're not you know, liberal. Why, These why are hardcore Marxists, Cal. These are Marxists. Yeah. They're not. Lib- they're not even yeah. saying liberal anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a difference between liberal and the left, or yeah. Marxists, as you say. They promote these things in the universities and the public schools. Whoever thought you'd have drag queen story time in kindergarten? The public schools are a mess. The universities are a mess. You look at the reaction of the universities to what's going on in the Middle East right now. Uh, many college presidents taking the side of Hamas and against Israel. This is crazy stuff, and I think this war in the Middle East has revealed it more than anything else I can think of in recent years. Well, what you bring to the table is is the phenomenal gift of perspective. And as I look at this, I keep trying to remind myself all is not lost, and it's not as bleak as it appears. And I realize that every... Every generation of, of, of human beings always felt it was the last generation. It was the end of the world. Oh. This one, however, is capable of really bringing the end of the world. We have the weapon and technology to do it. But I'm wondering, during the Cold War that, that I lived through, there was a, almost a mutual respect, even between Soviets and Americans, that they didn't want that level of destruction. This new stupidity 
that humanity is facing with uh, such theocracies as Palestine and Iran and the rest of it. These are the real deal. These are people who live to die. So that's kind of the new caveat. I'm wondering if you reflect back on your own perspective to kind of get that optimism of the future. Well, I do, uh, Sean, and I, I write about it in the book, uh, Watchmen in the Night. But uh, we have a different dynamic now. For 70 years, we had uh, the Cold War, the U.S. against the Soviet Union. Now we have a bunch of Islamic fanatics who believe that their God wants them to kill Jews and next the cross worshipers, as they refer to Christians, even moderate Muslims and certainly unbelievers. Now, when you think you have a direct mandate from God, and that's going yeah, to get you 72 done. virgins if you die in the, in the process, <laughs> that's pretty hard to defend. Pretty yeah. hard to defend. I thought it was hard enough to talk to Scientologists. Uh, but the reality uh, is, we're getting, we're getting... I don't want to get pulled back into the bush years either. Because I think one thing you have to do is clean your own house. You can never clean your neighbor's house. So one thing I realized about Democrats long ago, they like it murky, they like the corruption, they like the organized mafia politics. They like it. So we need to clean our side. And the problem is we dally in that corporatism, that profiteering of policy too. And I want to avoid those Bush years. I want to avoid that nonsense in Iraq, that left turn we made and the rest of it. I don't want to go down the path of, of, of the, the, the war against terror, which always falls more hard on the American people. After all, we're the ones who are more sur- surveilled and controlled by our own government than terrorists are. And Saturday, last Saturday proves it. So I'm wondering, how do you, how do you think we'll be able to navigate through that? Well, it's a great question, Sean, and if I had an answer that was uh, uh, convicting, I might be president. Uh, you know, saying the war against terror is an amorphous thing. You've got to be more specific. Yeah. If you can't control your border, and, and look at the people who are flooding in here that we don't even know, I suspect uh, there will be some Iranian agents looking to do damage once again in a 9-11-style fashion, maybe not through airplanes, but certainly through uh uh, you know, shooting up shopping malls or public schools or whatever. Uh, if you can't control the border, you don't have a nation. If you have a $33 trillion debt, no nation has ever been able to sustain itself with that kind of debt. And then we have a loss of a shared moral value system. Truth has become subjective, not objective. Everybody has their own personal truth. And if it conflicts with somebody else's, it's okay as long as you feel good about it. You, you can't sustain a nation like that. You know, Reagan used to say, we're only one generation away from losing it all. And I'm afraid we are on the cusp of losing it all. Joe Biden is a unique political cockroach, isn't he? He's been able to sustain scandals, stupidity. There's never been somebody who's embarrassed himself more in the public ever than somebody who intended to, like uh, uh, Charlie Chaplin. This guy is a walking punchline. And when you realize that he's been this his entire career since the 70s, from the lying, the pathological nonsense, the plagiarism, how America laughed him off the stage in the late 80s, and how he had hatred always for policies that worked. Why do you think right. that this, this buffoon is somehow still vibrant? I mean, I'm listening to you. You're an older gentleman. You have grasp of the issue. You speak in complete sentences. In Washington, D.C., from what I believe, you're 80 years old, aren't you? 80 in Washington is the new 35. Why don't you run for office? I'd like to see you in there. No, I'm running from office. Thank you. I'm happy what I, what, I, what I do. But look, the only reason that Biden is in office after having tried several times before to become president is because he was not Donald Trump. 
This was clearly an aberration this last election. There were so many people who didn't like Trump and who voted for Biden, even a lot of Republicans, uh, and uh, they, they got what they picked. You're right. He, he can't complete a declarative sentence. He makes Kamala Harris look articulate. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, look what we're going to have. We're going to have a rematch here. And is it, you know, the polls show that on the national stage, it's very, very close, even though the polls also show that a majority of Republicans and Democrats don't want the presumptive uh, nominees of both of their parties to run. So I don't know how you solve this, uh, but I'll, okay. I'll tell you, if Biden, if Biden gets reelected, I, I think uh, we're pretty much done as a country. Oh, Cal, you're on the phone with a guy from Chicago. I mean, it was, after all, it was Queen of Heaven Cemetery that won it for uh, Kennedy. This is Election Theft 101. <laughs> you know, Cal, I was, doing, uh, I was doing the coverage that night. I have some very unanswered questions. But it's something that's, that's riveting is there is some new reporting that's out there. There is kind of a nice, optimistic venue and a way in which reporters who are like you, who are investigative reporters, who will pretty much be ostracized from the propagandists controlling the media today, do have an outlet. I'm wondering how you view these new outlets if you have optimism in twitter which i guess is called x now if you do think that might ironically be what saves journalism in this country well we you have to be careful like you know you have to have a balanced diet for food and you need a balanced diet for information too many people still just tune into what already reinforces their particular point of view uh you know social media all of these other outfits are useful if they are used properly, like fire in a fireplace can warm the hearth, but let loose, it can burn down your house. So I think we have to be discerning. The other thing I would say is you can't get in shape by watching an exercise video. You've got to go to the gym and work out yourself, push the weights. So democracy or a constitutional republic, as we have, is not the normal state of affairs. Otherwise, there would be more of it around the world. We have to renew these things in each generation. As Reagan said, we're only one generation away from losing it all. And so uh, it's, it, you have to be active in preserving this nation. Otherwise, the next generation is not going to inherit what we did from our parents. So the book you just sold on Amazon, A Watchman in the Night, what I've seen over 50 years reporting on America, does it, does it include who is the most obvious lying thieving politician you've ever encountered and i'm going to guess i know the name does it include that in the book do you talk about your interactions with these people the difference between the persona they sell to the american people and how they really operate in their offices do you cover any of that well there's a lot of uh potential candidates for that category sean uh, yes uh, you know the the definition of politics is that poly means many and ticks are blood-sucking insects <laughs> so uh, this is this is why I, I believe in term limits. You know, we got to recycle Congress and trash for the same reason, because each left in one place begins to emit a foul smell. Uh, yes. You know, I, the, these people, not all of them, but a lot of them are interested in only one thing, and that's their reelection. They fundraise for that. They vote according to what polls say rather than co- their convictions. I used to say on the lecture circuit, I'm from Washington, D.C., where the only politicians with convictions are in prison. Uh, that's a great laugh line. Great laugh line, yeah. but increasingly yeah. it is true. So I think yeah. there are a lot of candidates for that award. And you could substitute Chicago. Kel Thomas, it has truly been a pleasure. I cannot wait to read the book. I cannot wait for your next one. I hope you go another 80 years. Thank you so much. Uh, you're very kind. Thank, Thank you, John. You. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. 
He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. Kind of a fracking moron kills a kid in that moment. What, I mean, kill that son of a dog. It's a tragic story, but I can't help but notice I'm watching it on the national news outlet. This isn't on Chicago news outlets. This is national news. And you know, it's funny. 24 people were shot in the city. In fact, someone is shot in the city every uh, two minutes and 44 seconds in Chicago. Seven of them died. It's all tragic, right? But only one gets this kind of attention because this plays into the policies of profiteering and corruption. It reminded me of another story we are hearing today. The UAW. Now, we've been listening to these idiots, these morons, for years as they threaten to go on strike and all the rest. And what's funny is they don't seem to care about the other workers that are fired during the process. And sooner or later, someone's going to probably ask a question as to why, do, why are we listening to Sean Fain, who not only stole, was part of the UAW labor extortion mafia, that stole $78 million in 12 years from us, makes $800,000, but why doesn't he care about the people who are fired during these negotiations? This morning, more Ford workers are out of a job because of the ongoing United Auto Workers strike, including some here in the Chicago area. NBC5, Senator Torres joins us live now here near the UAW offices in Chicago with the very latest. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning, JC. It's officially a month since the UAW strike began. And this morning, 12 employees at the Chicago stamping plant are out of a job, along with hundreds of others in Michigan and Ohio. Now, what's funny is a month ago, all of them had a job. One month ago, all of them had a job. They followed this Pied Piper of fraud called a union president into unemployment. And somehow that's virtuous. And wait till you listen to what this scum, who doesn't do anything when he's not striking, his day consists of break time and hookers. That's what it is like to be a union president. They do nothing except inside deals and drive around like half-assed gangsters. And you all know what I mean. In the meantime, listen to what they turned down. Due to the strike... Now, of course, this on top of the hundreds of workers who've already lost their jobs earlier this month. Now, negotiations remain ongoing between the union and all three automakers, Ford, GM, and Stellantis. All three say they've put up record offers on the table, but the UAW says those offers are all short of their demands. Here's what UAW is asking. I demand to be fired. Then join the union. For 36% raises in general pay over four years, a 32 hour week, and a return of cost living pay expenses. Now, what's funny is this simultaneously with this, the company that's subsidized through municipality purchases and government purchases alone, they're losing their ass. Their phony electric cars suck. Nobody's buying them. They're switching the year plates to fool the public. So once again, the public will pay the cost. And this will continue in perpetuity until people understand there is no such thing as a labor union. There's just a mafia between the worker and the company. And if the government's involved, it always picks its favorite. In the same way Joe Biden wrote a letter about this boy who was tragically murdered, but nothing for the rest of the Chicagoans who died and were shot this weekend. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. 
I got a question for you because I heard um, a couple times now. Shoot! Now, I'd never say that to a Hamas guy. Shoot! <laughs> You're right about that, brother. Hey, um, I've heard a couple times like where this ratio of um, young military age men, the ratio of them to like all, all the uh, women, old people, children, it's like the, the ratio is so far out of whack. It's like there's somebody's over there getting all these um, um, these uh, military age guys and getting them all into our country because they're getting moved into every state in our uh, in yeah. our uh, union. Every every mm-hmm. state. There's something there's something weird going on. Well, what um, happened? What you're alluding to? What the innuendo is is that you're and probably correct describing an invasion of our land by people who would do us harm. Not just the drug dealing scum cartel members that like to make profit on us. But what you're talking about is what happened in Sweden. Of its open. What happened in Sweden six years ago and what they're facing today. This is what we will be facing six years from now. Six years from now, what Chicago and all these Democrat sewers will look like is worse than it is today. But more importantly, the enemies of Americanism, be they the cartels or the Ali Ali Oxen Free, Aloha Snack Bar, Morphodites. They'll have a bigger footprint and a stronger hold, just like they did in Sweden from six years ago in Sweden. Sweden is struggling to accommodate 165,000 people who have applied for asylum there amid the refugee crisis. Now, in a reversal of its open door policy, the government says as many as half could face deportation. A growing right wing reaction to the migrant influx has. Oh, it's right wing. See, this was six years ago. The right wing decided they wanted to curb the immigration problems of Sweden. Six years From Stockholm, special correspondent Malcolm Brabant reports. Sweden fashions itself as the world's humanitarian conscience and safe harbor for more refugees per capita than any other European nation. But it's been shaken by a series of incidents that have ruptured that image. I would say that Sweden's social structures are under severe stress. Magnus Ranstorp is an expert on extremism in Scandinavia. It's a cocktail of various ingredients which makes society extremely polarized, and the government is having a really difficult time dealing with this. Sound familiar, Squirrel? See, what they're saying is that the people that oppose this refugee camp that Sweden became, they're right-wing extremists, and they're a big danger to the uh, peaceful living in Sweden. So this is the piece that we're experiencing now where they're attacking the people in Sweden who put up a resistance to the idea you would allow these theocrats, these morons into your country with no qualifications, not understanding who they are. So the, the people who push back against it were demonized in the country, just like here in America today. As a refugee here, I would say it's pretty hostile. Tia Morad is a Kurdish political scientist who fled from northern Iraq as a child and now advocates on behalf of fellow refugees. We've noticed a lot of activities for the past week, at least, uh, where you have Nazis and racists. Uh, Same thing. Xenophobes and forget about the fact that Nazis are the National Socialist Worker Party, far more close to our Democrats than any kind of right wing. However, now let's fast forward six years and this weekend. 
A deadly gang war is being waged on Sweden's streets. And the country's police, said Prime Minister Ulf Christensen, are overwhelmed. It is time, he said, to summon military support. We have an increased level of terror right now in Sweden. The police cannot do all the work against crime themselves. The armed forces have special abilities to support the police within the current law, such as logistics and intelligence gathering, as well as competent... Thousands of Swedes killed, not just the ones in Brussels on vacation from the Ali Al-Aqsa free that happened today. Thousands killed, the mayhem, the ramifications of the costs of giving them life, be like we're doing in Chicago, you're giving them life. The ramifications of taking care of everybody. And then the mayhem of murder. That is going to be in the news six years from today, only this time you'll have the reflection of just the stealing that took place very early on. Favorite's hourly rates were inflated to cover administrative costs like hotel rooms for out-of-town employees, which is part of the reason the administration now wants to hire locally. We've also renegotiated um, the emergency um, contract that I inherited uh-huh. multiple times. And so we're confident as we project out that we've put out an RFP to hire Chicagoans as well as Chicago businesses to be able to reduce the cost. You're not reducing the cost. You just want the payment to go here. You don't care about the money that's being stolen, 50% of this ridiculousness being spent on staffing. You just want it to go to your own posse. Aldermen we spoke to this week said they have concerns about transparency and costs, but we're encouraged to hear the Johnson administration's plan to save money by hiring local Chicago people. They're not saving money. You're just hiring locals and giving them the same scam profits. I'm Tia Ewing at the live desk. We are learning much more about the migrant crisis here in Chicago. I spoke to Christina Passioni Zayas, the city's first deputy chief of staff. She gave me insight on how the crisis is impacting the city and state financially. We have more people coming in than we actually have transitioning out um, of shelters. Already this week, 41 buses have rolled into Chicago. That means there are now 11,000 migrants living in shelters. 4,000 are still sleeping on police station floors and staying at the airports. There have been calls by city officials to close the end of Chicago shelter site after reports of criminal behavior, including drug sales and prostitution. Boy, oh boy, it's a lot of love, squirrel. You think they play the love boat in the uh, immigrant section in O'Hare where there's stabbings that don't get reported, where there's mayhem and prostitution and crime? In the meantime, this is on us to flip the bill for this? I don't know. Do you go to Disney World and say, what room do I get? No, you got to pay for that stuff. Who's in charge? The Democrat mafia. How do you think it's going to work out? There's nothing our nations can't achieve if we do it together. I really mean it. So thank you all. God bless you all. Let's go. Let's go lick, lick the world. Let's get it done. I don't want to lick the world. But then again, I don't want to shower with my daughters either, you sick bastard. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So it's a funny story. <clears throat> I was listening to a, a, uh, a bankruptcy of, a, of an institution called Right Aid. Now, Right Aid is the West Coast version of Walgreens or CVS. In fact, they are the number three pharmacy for Americans. 
And new tonight, a security guard is in critical oh, wait, wrong, condition. Wrong, 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 squirrel. This one. It was once the largest drugstore chain in America, and this morning Rite Aid has officially filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy as it faces mounting debt and lawsuits over its role in the opioid crisis. That was important. Its role in the opioid crisis. So its role was that they're a pharmaceutical, and they gave out medicine that doctors prescribed. And Rite Aid is going bankrupt. So the amount of people that lose their jobs, whatever. But what that does, too, is the neighborhoods Rite Aid are in, you destroy. You you now have pharmaceutical deserts, right? Like every other ghetto area that has no grocery stores and the rest of it. So they have 2,200 stores across the country. They went bankrupt today. It's a big store. Big. Now they're going to say they're going to reorganize, but they're just going to borrow money and then close it down so that the people who run the company will have something to walk away with. And then I was thinking about the opioid settlement. Now, it's all in the news. Netflix has specials, right? That evil opioid. And they are. Purdue, Pharma, and all the rest of it. Big scandal. But who gave them the license? See, the government is the one that started this whole thing. They were cohorts in corruption. So who gets the money of the settlements? I find that to be interesting. Washington Attorney General Bob Ferguson announcing the state will receive more than a half a billion dollars to fight the opioid crisis. Oh, 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 the state? And the answer is yes. So the very government that allowed this drug to be pumped out into society, to destroy the lives of hundreds of thousands, if not millions and millions of Americans, the government gets the money? And the families of the people who were turned out on this heroin for lack of a better word, on this opioid that devastated this country. Hundreds of thousands of Americas, the family members, the kids of those people who were turned into drug addicts by the doctor and the government, they get guts? They get guts. And the federal, state, local governments, they get all the billions? Yeah, that's exactly what happens. After a resolution was reached with three opioid manufacturers that were found to have had key roles in fueling the endemic. And uh, we now know how the payments will be divided. The top five are on your screen. $56 million to Pierce County, about $26 million, or I should say to King County, $26 million to Pierce County, and then down the line, Snohomish, Spokane. So all of the fat-ass county workers, all of the bust-outs and bums that sat on their ass and did nothing, they all get to expand the government now? And the people, that's why it's in the government's best interest to perpetrate these frauds on the American people. Win, lose, or draw. It's like the lottery. Everyone talks about, ooh, a record lottery. Well, the government takes 50% of it. You don't hit the lottery. The government hits the lottery. You don't get the settlement money from Big Pharma, from the corrupt energy company that bribed the short in the pants Mike Madigan mafia. The government gets the money. You get stuck with the bill. Now, until we start to realize the fraud and the scam, well, then I guess we're all in one way or another supporters of the Joe Biden political corruption that seems to just gain strength, even though it looks like it's failing. The people involved really win. Now, Pine Island Capital itself has been developing a number of businesses all in the defense space. In April of this year, they purchased a stake in a Maine-based metal fabricator that markets itself to defense and aerospace industries. So you mean when we send 2,000 troops to the Middle East, that looks like an intelligence failure? When we send all these troops all over Africa and everywhere else, Joe Biden's corrupt mafia is sending our troops they don't want us to know? These companies make money? 
In July, they purchased something called Mega Training Systems, which provides weapons training to the military and law enforcement. Georgia-based Megat recently rebranded itself as Inverse Training Systems and appointed another former senator, Saxby Jambliss, as a partner in Pine Island as its new chairman. Wow. You think Saxby Chambliss, which sounds like a rash on the inner thigh of Hillary Clinton, do you think that the Chambliss rash would have got the job if he wasn't a political whore? Of course not. You know the answer to that. Miles on 294. Yeah, Sean, that thing about the nursing and the emergency of the uh, illegals, that's the exact same thing that happened in COVID when they built out McCormick Place and they paid millions of dollars to a nursing company that never sent a single nurse. They closed the thing up without ever treating a single patient. Love that. I love when the... When the, when the... again. The portly governor spent 400000 on cell phones, and nobody can figure out who got the phones. It's a great scam if you ignore it. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. When I heard this policy profiteer, this front-running insider, talk about how great things are going. Look... The American economy is doing extremely well. Ironically, I thought of my next guest. You see, when you understand that the American economy is being demolished in this controlled demolition so that it can be backdoor nationalized, that's when this makes sense to you. Because for the corrupt, the economy is, is phenomenal. They've never stole more money from we the people. We the people, however have never been a higher percentage on welfare than right now in this country. Not even the Great Depression. My next guest understands this, and he fights for we the people. He is E.J. Antoni of the Heritage Foundation. How are you, kid? Sean, I'm confused. I'm trying to figure out what economy Janet Yellen is talking about here. If you think that's confusing, this one, I'm going to tell you, this one was great, too. Do you think that the U.K. should copy Bidenomics and and what you've enacted um, in America? Well, I, I think it's a good program for many economies. Try it, I dare you, should be the slogan of Biden economy. But when the reality is, they really don't have to try ours. We kind of adopted theirs. And the new royalty isn't some fat-ass blue blood pretending to be royal. It's the Democrat political whores and mafia members, isn't it? Oh, Sean, it's such a great point that Europe tried this first. And, and that's what the, that's, I think, where the real tragedy is here. We already saw what happens when you move an economy away from free market capitalism to socialism. It's a failure. And instead of learning from the mistakes of, of Great Britain and other countries in Europe, we've decided to double down on them. And the only reason anybody in this country who, who even remotely considered voting for Joe Biden is complacent is because simultaneously with bad economic numbers and the reality of inflation, the people on welfare have been getting massive raises. In fact, when they let out the new inflation numbers that day, 
They got a 10% kick in everything from Social Security to food stamps. And that's the real game. I'm just confused as to why so few business guys on the business networks are talking about the massive amounts of Americans getting their sustenance from welfare now. Oh, it's it's scary. And, and not only do we have programs like food stamps, but we have rental assistance. Uh, you know, I, what what is it? The uh, the welfare queen right? uh-huh. <laughs> that, yeah. that literally teaches people, teaches people how to Shalaya get Morgan. assistance. I love that. Great. She's Teacher. talking about how great welfare is. She's making a fortune doing it. Her YouTube kicks her out about 50,000 a month. It's insane. It, it, it is. It absolutely is. And and you have to ask yourself, all right, since you're since you working folks are the ones who are actually paying for everyone on welfare, ask yourself, are you getting the 10 percent annual increases that the people on welfare are? Are you getting these massive cost of living adjustments? Because if not, guess what? You're getting hosed twice now. Yes. And now the pockets of the country that are wallowing, the pockets are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. This is affecting people who thought that they could navigate Bidenomics. So I'm curious, when you see the kind of slowdown that we're experiencing, when money rates are increasing, when credit card defaults are at a record, David Hochberg sent me a thing. It's it's astonishing the amount of Americans that are now defaulting on credit cards. So you realize all of these things are bad. In your opinion, how much longer can they sell this bulldog? I think it's measured in months, not years. You know, Sean, a, a great report came out today that illustrates this. It wasn't great in terms of the results, but the Empire State Manufacturing Survey from the New York Fed shows that new orders are falling at one of the fastest, or excuse me, um, a backlog of orders, sorry, or what we call unfilled yeah. orders, is falling at one of the fastest rates on record. In other words, manufacturers still have these massive backlogs that they're working through, but they're getting through them very fast. And there's not enough new orders coming in to replace what's going out the door. And so while you're still seeing hiring, while you're still seeing production, it literally can't last. These businesses are not going to have enough new orders coming in in only a matter of months once these backlogs are all gone. Now, you and I have talked about it because I can talk about it with you, but the reality is the businesses in a good economy that went out of business were businesses that dealt specifically in bad economics. So you're seeing factoring coming back. You're seeing account receivable lenders come back. You're seeing distressed property lenders come back, short sales come back. All of the verbiage and terms and businesses that were by the wayside for the last seven, eight, nine years. So when you see them come back, will they be able to make up that gap of businesses that go out of business? Or has the new list of businesses filing for bankruptcy, and I think that Rite Aid filing for bankruptcy is devastating, devastating thing. Will they overwhelm the new businesses that crop up? Because the beauty of our country is there will be new businesses that crop up. However, if they don't happen at the same speed or close to the ones closing, you're in a depression, right? Right, and and that's the big fear going forward. We also just got business formation statistics out, uh, and it's showing that those numbers are continuing to come down. In other words, while new business applications are being filed, the number continues to drop. And so you can expect fewer business startups in the next 4, 12, and even 18 months ahead. So it, it definitely looks, Sean, to your point, like the number of businesses who are laying off employees is going to start eclipsing the number hiring. The number of businesses collapsing, closing down, is going to eclipse those that are being created. 
You know, when we look at the strife in the world, when you look at what's happening in the countries and the chaos, to me it boils down to the simple economics. It really does. When you look at what was happening in these theocracies where the government controls everything and the people live in squalor, the greatest way to distract from the fact is conflict military style. People have a way taking their eye off the economic problems when you have this kind of turmoil. My... um. My awareness or concern of what we're experiencing is people will be distracted when this terror nonsense really starts to hit our shores. What do you think will happen? Will the economy be able to remain a focal point of this election cycle, or will it be all about the military, in your opinion? Oh, goodness. I, I certainly hope we don't we don't get that far. It, it, it's not a conspiracy to say that multiple United States presidents have in the past used wars to detract from horrible economic performance. FDR is a great example of that. You know, yeah. he, he literally ran on a platform uh, in 1940 of, OK, I understand the Depression is still around. Uh, you know, it started in 1929. He had a whole decade and he still didn't do anything to fix it. He made it worse. And so he ran on a platform of, I understand the Depression is still around, but at least I'm keeping us out of the next European war. And, and what happened less than a year after he was sworn in for his next term? Pearl Harbor and Germany declared war and we were right back at it. So I, I, I truly, truly hope that that's not where we're heading again. When the dimwit in diapers, who some refer to as president, was running, he kept talking about how he was going to be the most uh, uh, influential or, or most effective president since FDR. And I kept saying, well, he was the one during World War II. Is anyone concerned of World War III? When you look at the economic stars of the theocrats in Iran lining up with the inbreds in Saudi, OPEC positioning themselves directly against us, in this particular conflict, isn't that doesn't it only make sense when for the last two years they've already been working behind the scenes to get off of the dollar? If OPEC were to embrace the BRICS, we got a real problem overnight on our hands, don't we? Oh, absolutely. I mean, can you imagine if OPEC, the biggest the biggest player or group of players, I should say, in the international oil trade, if they all of a sudden stopped using the petrodollar? I, I mean, so many of the things that we have talked about for months now, Sean, so many of those fears would be realized. That That is truly dangerous territory. And this is something that I'm wondering if American oil companies, which really are, foreign oil, right? I mean, the, the, the reality is, without the American oil companies' uh, uh, equipment, without their technology, without their system, can OPEC survive without the, the collaboration of American oil companies? Have they successfully used their, their phony agreement to have enough corporate espionage to kick out American oil companies, in your opinion? You know what, Sean? I don't think on their own they have, but the scary thing is that our number one adversary, China, I think has stolen enough of our technology, enough of our IP, that they could fill in the gaps, which which would be especially dangerous because not only are we breaking ties then with these countries, but then those countries are establishing ties, again, with our number one adversary. You know, that that's when you really quickly get into like a Red Dawn type scenario where yeah. us versus the world. I think people are... are, are, are are kidding themselves that this can't happen in a very fast fashion. I think they're, they're almost delusional to the idea that, well, this won't affect us in the same way it, it didn't affect us during the Bush years, when the reality is this is a completely different table, isn't it? 
Oh, 100%. It's, it's amazing how so many people on both the left and the right have been talking about the Ukraine and Russia as if they're still fighting the Cold War. Times have changed. Our enemies have changed. And we need to change with those times and reevaluate our strategies. And we need to understand that the Ukraine today is not the same as the Ukraine 50 years ago and the same for Russia. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was listening to some economic talk earlier today. And allegedly by somebody who is a capitalist, who believes in a laissez-faire capitalism. And what I keep hearing, I think, is misinformation. I'm curious to know your thoughts on it. The, the misguided concept that as long as there are buyers for our debt, we really don't have a debt problem. But this goes with it, almost an ignorance to the fact we're faking the demand for our debt, aren't we? Oh, a hundred percent, absolutely. Just, just like we've been faking uh, demand for dollars with things like the petrodollar, and, and so we are, we are very quickly uh, getting to a point where investors are saying, you know what? Maybe a treasury bill, maybe even a treasury note, but a treasury bond. I don't really have confidence that the U.S. is going to pay me back in twenty to thirty years, or if they do, it will be with money that is so devalued that a four or five percent interest rate is not going to cut it. That's not worth the uh, the inflation risk. It's not worth the default risk. Trump was able to flip the switch by opening up the energy sector. However. The first day of Joe Biden's usurpation of the office, he reversed that, those policies. Now, crude moves around. It doesn't get much attention. People have been numbed to the fact that Joe Biden gave away the reserve, right? We still don't know how much he gave away. We have an idea, but we really don't have specificity. When you look at the crude at 86, 87, crude, the junk oil of all the oils, let alone when you look at Brent and the rest of it, what's the number where people will start to wake up and say this, this kind of policy has to come to an end? Or do you think it's been slow cooked enough where people don't care anymore? Oh, gosh, I, I think it's a little bit of both. It has been so slow cooked for so long that it is going to take some pretty big numbers to wake people up. So in, in terms of gasoline, in order to get gasoline to the point where I think people are going to have that aha moment, uh, I think we're going to need oil about $110 a barrel. And at that point, you know, you're going to be right back where you were uh, in in the summer of last year, where you had this spike in energy prices that then starts filtering through to the rest of the economy. And all of a sudden, everything becomes very expensive very quickly. When you look at the policies the way I look at them, as they are perpetrated and they are put together and they are implemented by people who are traitors to my country, when I look at them as trying to destroy the economy, because I've listened to them in their own verbiage talk about American exceptionalism, and what they really mean is the idea that we are the strongest economy, and use that philosophy to neuter the American economy. That's really the only way I explain Bidenomics. It is the intentional controlled demolition of property rights, of capitalism. Is there any other way to really look at what we're living through as the government continues to expand, even though for the last two and a half years all it's ever done is fail us? Well, Sean, if, if you're going to use any other definition for Bidenomics, the, the problem is that if you sit down and ask yourself, all right, if these people were intentionally trying to destroy the country, what would they do differently? And I don't know how to answer that question. Yeah. Maybe you do. Maybe some of maybe some of your listeners do. I, I would love to hear their thoughts because I don't know how you would answer that any differently. You cannot spend, borrow, and create trillions upon trillions of dollars and not expect the complete destruction of your system if you do it long enough.
What you see happening in the House, I view as optimism, because you have the, co- the go-along to get-along. The corporatists are the only ones that are resisting Jim Jordan. The American people are frustrated. I think the American people who do not vote for the Democrat mafia, who do not want the Democrat mafia, have but one candidate they will support, and that is Jim Jordan. I think only if he gets in there do we even stand the chance. And I don't think he's perfect, but I do think he's closer to perfect than the other candidates. Do you think that there is enough political will for the American people to insist that Jim Jordan be the Speaker of the House, or are you concerned that the Boehner corporatist cohorts and corruption will continue to have a stronghold and they'll put back in Kevin McCarthy or some other McCarthy light? Well, you know, one of the the beauties of the House of Representatives is that you can have these relatively small districts that are swayed by public opinion. And because we're not talking about a statewide election here, it can be much more difficult for those corporate interests to pour in enough money to change public opinion enough to put that pressure on the representative to get them to do the wrong thing. And so I I am holding out hope here that that we can get a better Speaker of the House who, as you said, will do the right thing and and put us back on some kind of path towards fiscal sustainability, responsibility. When you see these new um, sanctuary areas, cities like Chicago and New York, and they open the doors and they, they, they put the problem of the lawbreaker on the American people to solve. What we see in Chicago is that more than 50% of the money going to the illegal immigrant is, in fact, being siphoned off for staffing. And some of the now Democrat people in these areas are starting to resist. This is something that we should really be excited about, isn't it? I I think so. And it's it's amazing, isn't it, Sean? Once these people who come up with these horrible policies are forced to live with the ramifications of their own actions, now all of a sudden it becomes a problem. Yes. Let me ask you something. I know how, how much you read. I know how much foreign information you read. Have you ever been able to find a Hamas Suzanne Summers? <laughs> all right. You know, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell because of all the layers of clothing. I, I don't want you to lose your job at the Heritage Foundation because I love the Heritage Foundation. And in the meantime, I think your next uh, article should be titled Bidenomics and just the equal sign in math, treason. Or is that too is that too uh, pithy for the Heritage Foundation? Uh, you know what? Let me let me uh, write up a Float. draft and I'll, I'll send Float it. Float it by the editor. See what we can do. In the meantime, you just keep kicking out the articles. It's fascinating. You can re- find him at the Heritage Foundation. It's heritage.org. He is EJ Antoni. And by the way, if anybody can bring back the ascot, it's EJ. Thank you very much, brother. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. To watch the interview of the Dimwin in Diapers on 60 Minutes... I think you should be optimistic. It's a miracle things are only this bad. As we spoke to the president, his secretary of state was in Israel. His defense secretary was at a NATO meeting on Ukraine. America's oldest president seemed tired from directing all of this. (laughs) He's tired. So he had to cut the interview, edit it, and puff it up. Because if this media was at all honest, we wouldn't be in this pickle. So when you talk about the economy, it's something very, very interesting. Greg in Rogers Park. 
Hey, so I got a question for you. Why is the stock market up with all this garbage out there? It shouldn't be up at all. It should be destroyed. There's two two things that I always tell myself. Number one, the Dow Jones is only 30 companies, right? And the 30 companies move around. The organization of corporatist frauds get to kick one in, pull one out, and all the rest of it. So that could be a reason is that there's only 30 companies. Now there's 30 companies. You only really need six, seven, eight to have a rally when it should be down, right? That's number one. But when you look at the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ and the Russell 2000, and the reason that I always say that together, the opposite is an illusion, right? What that could represent is the fact that the dollar you buy those investments with is losing its money. You just can't see it that way. You see the reflection of those markets appearing to be higher. When the reality is your dollar went down today. The Dow Jones didn't go up. Your dollar went down today. The S&P didn't go up. The companies that make those those indices up have have currency of their own. It's called stock. And the fluctuation sometimes appears as a reflection. So a rallying stock market doesn't mean the economy is good. The, the biggest indicator for me for the economy, the amount of delinquencies in payments by the people who work, number one, those are on the rise. That's that to me is is crucially important because that's an indicator of how how people are paying their bills and the amount of people on welfare. Those two numbers are at unprecedented levels, both the defaults on credit card payments and bills and the amount of Americans now on welfare. Now factor in how you pay for that welfare is taxes. And you realize there's a there's a problem. The government can't steal enough money from us to fund itself. And all that I hear is more promoting of that problem. So there's no end in sight because we're not willing to discuss the truth. And, and, and who better to be in charge of the government when it comes to lying than Democrats? That's what they're, they strive at. That's what they're good at. That's how they can come on air and say... Do you think that the UK should copy Bidenomics and, and what you've enacted um, in America? Well, I, I think it's a good program for... She can't even sell the lie. She can't even sell the lie. Um, inflation has been high and it's been a concern to households. It's come down considerably. It's come down. Sure, since Joe Biden stole the office, you've lost 20% of your buying power, but it's come down. It could be worse. could be 40%. Just think like a Democrat and soon you can live with yourself. Right, Cream Puff Jim? It's how you get up in the morning and brush your teeth rather than throw yourself out of the window like a gay guy in Hamas. Go ahead. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, uh, Ronnie Donner, your governor, he, he, he scraped together a few million to kidnap those people down in uh, Texas. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I, you, you have a little extra uh, extra stuffing in your kisser today. I couldn't understand. Who did you? No, say? no, uh, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie, your governor, the guy with the fleshy disease down there and the mosquitoes running amok down in Florida. Oh. He kidnapped Listen, those people that... from Texas and sent them to Martha's Vineyard. We kidnapped them. Oh, no, 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 no. We kidnapped them. No, no. We have a policy here. Well, they have the First emails. of all, they have the emails. I, they have I the hope emails. every Democrat from but Chicago. He spent a fortune doing it. First of all, he spent the money of tax revenue. Let me help you. Let me help you understand this. We hope, that, we hope that every Democrat thinks there's flesh eating diseases, so you keep your fat asses in the Democrat sewers you already destroyed. Don't come down here. And those aren't people from Texas, you moron. Those are illegal aliens who broke in at Texas. Both Texas and Florida, we don't like them. So we send them to where they're welcomed, to where they get all kinds of stuff from health care to food, because they're really victims of a scam. And the people who vote Democrat can't figure it out. Cassione Zayas says it's not shutting down. 
we are in a lease. You know, that's the other thing. This chart shows the number of migrant children now enrolled within the Chicago public schools. 30,000 ahead. Pay it, Jim. Pay it. Not that you pay taxes. You get your sustenance from taxes and some form of welfare you believe is a pension you earned, which you didn't. So now just pay the 30000 for the kids that just showed up. They can't speak English. Pay it. Pay it. And shut up. But in Florida, we don't pay it. We ship them to you. Uh, George, Libertyville. You know what, George? Hold on. I went long. I'll take you first. 312-642-5600 after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You can always tell when somebody is a traitor. You can always tell. It's the language and the verbiage. Right, George? Libertyville? You're exactly right, Sean. You know, this this melt up is, there it is. is always typical of what's going to happen uh, when the eventual correction occurs. And anybody that reads anything about, you know, personal economic data, uh, you know, you'd be, you have to, you know, Ray Charles could see what's going to happen. I mean, I'll tell you what, though, George, when you, you know, I, I, I try to, and, I, and maybe I'm wrong, I could be wrong, but to me, when currencies of companies are increasing in value and there's no good news there's no new innovation there's no new hires there's no new patents there's no new platform to me my first reaction is well that means my dollar i'm buying it with goes down i don't know if enough people get that but that's how i feel you can explain this this full rally can't you it it has to happen and and you and i you even you and i don't know what the the currency manipulation that's going on behind oh, the scenes please, brother. of those that want to continue to pull the uh, wool over all of our eyes. You know how many geniuses, and I'm talking about economic fundamental geniuses, those those guys like Arthur Cutton or Jesse Livermore, guys who could dissect from a paper printed a month ago what was going to happen. You know how many guys I know that went broke because we're uncoupled from fundamentals? And it's really since since George Bush and the end of his his last year. Yeah. And, and Obama, I mean, it's all it's crazy. I stopped oh, trading. I recognized oh, that after about a month ago getting my ass handed it to me yeah all right brother head and shoulders all that but there's one more thing i was going to say sean go ahead you know if if you were if you were the president of the united states and you were discreetly trying to take down this country in a discreet fashion what has what hasn't this guy done in order to accomplish that very feat and the saddest part of all is that a saboteur to our country can become this powerful that's the you know you knew it was always these half-assed Democrats in Chicago, but they were more in the schemes of making money than destroying our nation. The idea that a saboteur, a fifty-year political whore like this corrupt piece of dung, could get to this position shows you how weak we really are. We're lucky it's only this bad. Thank you, George and Napier or Libertyville, uh, Bob and Itasca. Sean, great show. I came across you six months ago and I was shocked when I first time I heard you say. First time I heard you say dimwit in diapers, I shot Diet Pepsi out of my nose. Yeah, Funny. because thank you. Be put, that's to be put on a shirt somehow. Put it on a shirt. See, but I don't want to put that on the shirt because then the people that hate us will say, oh, there's a Sean Thompson show shirt, dimwit in diapers. He could spin it. What I'd like to put on the <laughs> shirt is Gatsangul. To me, that's the perfect slogan. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate All that. All right. Thank you. Thank you. In the meantime, one thing we've been calling since it happened was the faux coup d'etat often referred to as January 6th, where I can guarantee you both Bob 
and George, along with myself, have been to Friday night parties that were more violent by the people who attended it. The real violence was the cop that shot the veteran, Ashley Babbitt, at point-blank range in the neck. It's the only real violence. The rest of the violence, I've always felt, was perpetrated by government assets. In the first scenario, the man in the knit cap and blue jacket with his back to us appears and engages an officer. I think it's odd the way that either he feels comfortable enough or the officer feels comfortable enough to allow him to come in so close and, and almost whisper to him or talk quietly. You're holding a line, like that's your job while you're there. So you, you maintain a distance of safety, a uh, reactionary distance where in case things get bad instantly, you can do that. But it looks like that's vacated here. A supervisor tells police and the knit cap man to hold. Seconds later, a man dressed as a Trump supporter with a beard and flag, we'll call him Santa Claus, appears from behind the police line with an apparent escort. The escort goes on to join the police line. Wondering where the individual came from that came from behind their line and to just for him to have free reign standing along behind them. Um, and the other individual that escorted him there just kind of disappeared forward of the line. So it's, it's strange why if you're holding off a, uh, a section of a building or, or any area for a protest or anything like that, that you, you allow people to mingle around behind you. There are assets from the bureaucracy of corruption called our government that hid the most obvious election theft this country's ever lived through from a mayor's office to, unfortunately, the presidency called the Biden election, which was not an election. He's illegitimate. But it was the faux insurrection, the staged coup d'etat that solidified his administration. This organization that released this is called FullMeasure.News. I highly recommend you check out the documentary. She is Cheryl Atkinson. And the reporting is fantastic. And what she does is go through the videotape that we're prevented from seeing to put together a documentary proving beyond the shadow of a doubt the people who were dressed like Trump supporters were really assets of the government. This man with thinning hair works his way to the front of the crowd, and along with the man in the red cap, they aggressively beckon authorities and confer with them. Thin hair man is allowed behind the police line, where he has extensive discussions with the Capitol Sergeant-at-Arms law enforcement official in the dark suit. That official leaves the conversation and appears to give instructions to two people who scurry down the hall. And due to this coup d'etat, the most corrupt political whore, the most obvious enemies, both foreign and domestic, asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, holds the most powerful office, and we are only two and a half years into it. What do you think the next year and a half is going to look like? 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Death to America and butter shots. Don't boil me. I'm still alive. Iraq lobster. Just remember how much safer the world was under the Trump administration after so many years of beheadings, bedlam, slaughter in the Middle East. It was referred to as last week. Last week. By the way, doesn't uh, uh, Palestine, do they have a cruise line squirrel? Oh, they got a very vibrant tourist area, don't they? No? 
Uh, probably because they don't have the sewers that can handle it. After all, they're living on the sewers that were built by the people who inhabited Israel 73 years ago. They're not really good at doing much, except they had a whole beheading in the Ali Ali Oxen Free. Aloha Snack Bar. Uh, Mark Oaklawn. John, thanks for taking my call. I thanks. tell you, you are uh, you are the man. I love <laughs> listening to you, Joe. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, Thank you. Hey, I know um, I heard Biden the other day talking about... Sounded great, didn't he? Vibrant, sure. Um, talking about how he loves, you know, the Israel and, and we're behind the, the Israel and all that. And, 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 and keep in mind, with with uh, Obama and himself, they were, they were partners in crime with the Iranians. They sold them all the... <laughs> The missiles and uh, and what do you think they're they're using those missiles? The Iranians, they're bombing Israel, but we're we love Israel and we stand by you. You know, it's 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 so sad that that. Uh, uh, I mean, this guy gets up there we, and, we, and maybe we should lie through his teeth. Maybe we shouldn't be even tolerating the ideology of people who are living in the seventh century, the ideology of people that would beat their own women beat their own kids, or throw people off off of buildings. Maybe we should stop doing great that. Point. Yeah. It's you know, a great I, point. And if Biden, you can't pull Biden's your head out of your ass, if you're, if you're preaching that yeah. bull dung where you think you yeah. get 72 versions if you kill the right, right amount of human beings, or you think your God crawls out of a well from 1,200 years ago, why don't you shut up and go to the dumb countries? That's what we do. Just identify them as dumb mm-hmm. areas. In America, we call them Democrat states. We can have it all over the world. Thank you very much for the call. Chuck and Dullivan. Hey, uh, first of all, total disclaimer, I was not the Santa Claus that was on the January 6th tapes. I no. saw those guys. I, I physically, I watched those tapes before they didn't let anybody see them. I physically saw those guys, and I knew that they were working for the government. And, and I, but I, I'm more interested in how did you watch them? What did, you, did you tune in through your ear and your filling in your molar? How did you watch them? No, I watched them on YouTube, and then they turned around, and when that girl jumped through the window, I was like, wait a minute, that guy was right there. The oh, guy with no. the stringy hair should have been the guy that should have been shot. First of all, it, it, I've watched this in South America and Central America. There's videotape and proof of what America has done to other nations. It's called a coup d'etat by our intelligentsia, who's not really intelligent. That's all this was. Only this time is the first time. It was done on the American people. In a matter of just a couple of minutes, these key figures, who'd all once been allowed on the police side of the line, are about to break through the police line together and lead the crowd further toward the Speaker's lobby, where Congress is meeting to certify the 2020 election. That's why all of the questions that were asked by Ted Cruz, uh, by so many other so-called Republicans about how many FBI assets... How many CIA assets posed as Trump supporters? How many were in the Capitol prior to the breach? How many were integral in the breach? Minutes after Earmuff Man first appeared on the video from behind the police line and blended in with the crowd, he's the key instigator outside a hallway called the Speaker's Lobby. Notice the officer. The brilliance of it is nobody was talking about the most obvious election theft in this country's history, referred to as the Biden administration. The whole government is illegitimate. I'll be back in 21 hours.